Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to gather here on this Christmas Eve and to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Lord, there are many things going on in our lives and all around us, and it is easy to get distracted, and yet as we gather here in your house on this day, may we focus on this baby who came into our world because we needed him desperately. May that be what our celebration is all about, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. So I know the boys and girls, you've gone back to sit with moms and dads, but uh, I'm going to need your help, anyone else who wants to help this morning. And, and I want to start by asking a question, and that question is, uh, how many of you are going somewhere over this Christmas break? Who's going somewhere over Christmas break? Go ahead, raise your hand. Anywhere but your home. Nobody else? Everybody's staying at home? No one's going to grandma's, grandpa's, places like that? All right. Who would share with me where you're going? Who wants to share? Oh, we got some, some eager volunteers. So where are you guys going over Christmas break? Florida. You're going to Florida? Can I come with? <laughs> so, so you're going to Florida. Are you visiting people there just, just on vacation? On vacation. Are you bringing anything with you? Yes. <laughs> Probably a suitcase, right? Some clothes, things like that. Awesome. Who else? Who's going somewhere over the break and would share? Oh, we got one in the back. What are you, where are you going? Your grandma's? Awesome. Are you bringing anything with you? Nothing. I think mom and mom's saying, yes, you are. What, what are you bringing with? What? Food and presents. Food and presents. Awesome. Who else? Who's going somewhere on Christmas? Who else? Oh, right back there. Where are you going? You're going down to Florida? Oh, you're from Florida. So you're up here from Florida. Awesome. Well, welcome. Glad that you're here this morning. So, or this afternoon, I guess it is now. So, so welcome. So do you bring anything with you? Presents and clothes and suitcases and things like that. All right, one more. Are you guys going somewhere? You're going to your uncle's house. Awesome. Where does, where does your uncle live? Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac. You bring anything with you? Presents and food. What a good combination. Presents and food. Have you ever noticed how when we have to go somewhere, it takes a lot of preparation to go there because we normally bring things with us, don't we? My family and I have a tradition that we started a few years ago, and that tradition we started a few years ago is on Christmas Day, right after Christmas morning services, uh, we get packed up and we go visit either my family or my wife's family who lives nearby, but, but then we just go to a local hotel and we spend a couple nights in a local hotel and, and we only have one stipulation, uh, that hotel needs to have a swimming pool and a hot tub, that's it. And then we just sit there in the, by the pool or in the hot tub for two days and do absolutely nothing. We love it. But we have to get packed. You have to get ready. You have to bring something with you. I've also realized that especially if you visit uh, grandparents or a family member at Christmas, you tend to bring more back with you than you brought there. As parents, do you recognize that? So, so we have six kids in our family, and when we go and visit and, and come back with all sorts of presents and gifts, 
Uh, we have to do the whole Tetris packing thing around the children. So we're like, okay, children, you get in the car first, and then we pack around the children, and they're like, all right, you put your feet on the seat, put your knees by your chest, and you're just gonna sit that way. You're gonna sit Indian style, we're gonna lay it all right on the ground, and, and nobody gets any leg room at all because we are doing this in one trip, and we're not leaving anything behind. We bring a lot of things with us on our journeys, and we take a lot of things back from our journeys as well. When we think about the Christmas story, and the people who were at the manger scene, those people who were there, they brought a lot of things on their journey with them. And that's what I want to talk about today on this Christmas Eve is, is who was at the manger and what did they bring with them? So let's start with the first two people who showed up at the manger. So boys and girls, who were the very first two people who were sent to Bethlehem? Anyone remember? Mary and Joseph, there we go. So you have Mary and you have Joseph. And you hear the story of Mary and Joseph in Luke chapter two. It's the familiar story of Christmas. It says this, in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered, each to his own town, and Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Mary and Joseph made probably what was around a 75-mile journey over hilly ter terrain by donkey, taking four to seven days while Mary was about six months pregnant. Anyone who's been pregnant, does that sound fun? Not at all, right? It was quite the journey. And I can only imagine that when they got there, all of the baggage that they brought with them, and not just physical baggage, but their weariness, their questions, the possible scandal of a city that heard that one of the women of their city where they came from was an unwed mother not knowing where that child came from, the Virgin Mary. They brought all of that baggage with them as they got to Bethlehem and then getting there, they found out there was no room for them. Nobody had a spot for them, and I wonder if their question when they got there was this, are we in the right place? Is this really where we're supposed to be? There's no room for us, nobody's prepared for us, we were sent here, but, but nothing's going right. Are, are we in the right place? Well, before we answer that, let's get to the next group that was there on that Christmas. It's the group that was sent by the angels, boys and girls, who, who were sent by the angels to go to Bethlehem? The shepherds were, that's right. So you had angels, and these angels came to the shepherds. And they said to the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior, he is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you that you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a manger. 
And so these shepherds, these third shift shepherds who, who had to show up in the middle of the night who were told, go and find the one who will be the savior of the world. And I wonder if the shepherds in that moment said, us? We're just blue-collar, hard-working shepherds who work the night shift, unbeknownst to unnamed in an unknown hillside. Are, are you sure you want us? Are, are we in the right place? Did you come to the right people? Are we in the right place? Well, let's take a look at the third group. The third group was led to Bethlehem by a star. Boys and girls, who's that? Who was led to Bethlehem by a star? The wise men, right? The wise men were led to Bethlehem by a star. We heard that in our reading from before in Matthew chapter 2. Listen to these words once again. Matthew records the birth of Jesus saying, And now when Jesus was born in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men, magi, from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and Jerusalem with him, and assembling the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written of the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, by no means are least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will be shepherd to my people, Israel. The wise men had a long journey. They also packed for their journey. And some of the things that they packed for their journey were gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they followed a star. But when they followed the star, did you notice in the reading, where did they show up first? Did you catch it? It wasn't Bethlehem, was it? They didn't show up in Bethlehem. They didn't show up in the manger. It says, it says they came from the east to Jerusalem. Because if you're looking for the king of the Jews, where do you look for a king? A palace, don't you? So they came to the palace and they, they walk into the palace and say, they said, where is this king? Where, where is the one who is going to be the king of the Jews? And here it goes, I don't know, but he's troubled because he's the king and and how dare someone else come along? And so they inquire a bit and they say, well, he's going to be in Bethlehem. So they follow the star until they get to Bethlehem. And I can only imagine these these wise men who were dressed in beautiful robes, who probably had some beautiful uh, headwear on and were carrying precious gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh and and just just the richness of where they came from riding along and, and, and they pull up to a stable. Can you imagine the conversation in that moment as they look at each other and they say to each other, uh, hey, are you sure you picked the right star? This isn't where we're supposed to be, is this? Like, you really want to go in there with your robes on? You're going to get them all dirty. Imagine the dry cleaning bill. Right? Are we in the right place? Is this really where we're supposed to be or... Did we get lost along the way? Because there has to be a better place. There has to be better people. There has to be a place with better smells and better environment and a better situation. There has to be something better. And I wonder when we, we come and see the Christ child and we come and encounter Jesus, if we don't ask that question as well, am I really in the right place? Isn't there a place with better answers? Aren't there better self-help books? Aren't there 
better people with better advice and better consultants and, and, and maybe my friends have a better answer or I'll turn to social media or the media or podcasts or Google or anything else that tells me things that I like to hear because I'm not sure that this Jesus is the right place. And I wonder if the wise men looked at each other and said, did, did we just get this wrong? And the answer to their question would be, yeah, you did get it wrong. But that's exactly why Jesus came into this world. Because you and I got it wrong. In fact, when you think about it, it wasn't the shepherds who came in from the hillside who had the longest journey to the manger. It wasn't Mary and Joseph's 75-mile trek to Bethlehem that was the longest journey to the manger. It wasn't the wise men who came from afar in the east that had the longest journey to the manger. Do you know who had the longest journey to the manger? It was the one who was in the manger, Jesus. The one who came from heaven for you and for me. See, his journey started thousands and thousands of years before he came to Bethlehem. When in Genesis chapter three, God had created everything perfect And Adam and Eve said, you know what? I know, God, that you have a way, but we have a better way. So instead of listening to you and your way, we're going to do things our way because we know better than you do. And so they took from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God said, don't eat from that. And they ate from it and their eyes were opened and they knew good from evil. And they began to do whatever they wanted in whatever way they wanted. And in that moment, in, John, in Genesis 3.16, God gave them a promise where he said that I will send somebody who the serpent will strike his heel, but he will crush the head of the serpent. And for thousands of years, through Abraham and Moses and a divided kingdom and through the prophets, Jesus was on a journey, a rescue mission for you and for me from the cradle to the cross. Because you see, this is what this manger is all about. Because you know what the manger is? The manger is just the spot where we encounter the true presence of God. The manger is the spot where God reveals to us the one thing that is everything that you and I need for our life so that we, like the wise men, might lay down our gifts and worship, not the manger, but the one who was placed in the manger. Because what was it that was contained in the manger? Well, boys and girls, how many of you remember Aladdin? Who in here remembers the movie Aladdin? Do you remember that movie Aladdin? Okay, some of you do. Some of you are like, kinda. Do you remember what the genie said about himself? He said, I am the one who has phenomenal cosmic power in a itty bitty living space. No one has more phenomenal cosmic power than the one who is found in this itty bitty living space of the manger. It's the one that you and I, we desperately need in our lives because he enters into our messes. When I was preparing for today, yesterday, and I was looking at the front of the sanctuary and I saw the poinsettias and the Christmas tree and the wreaths and everything up front, uh, before I brought out the manger, I looked at the front and I said, you know what we're missing if we're gonna talk about a journey to the manger? We're missing the manger. 
So I went upstairs in one of our closets. I found our manger and, and brought it out. And then I looked at it and it looked really empty. So, so I found a white cloth that looked like swaddling cloth. And I, I folded it up. I put it in the manger. I go, but that looks like a really nice comfy manger. And I don't think that's what it looked like on that first Christmas. So I went outside where we had our living nativity and, and I was blessed to see that we still had some of our hay from the living nativity. So I scooped up some of that hay from the living nativity and started carrying it inside. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever tried to hand carry loose hay inside, but it makes a mess. In fact, I walked through the front door and I, and I came down the middle and, and I put it in here and then a bunch of it fell through the bottom and I'm, I'm cleaning it up and sweeping it up and I'm trying to stick it back in without it falling out the bottom again. And then I turned around and I saw all the hay I had left behind me. And I realized, you know, we're going to have around 1,800 people here today and they're going to show up and they want a clean church. They're expecting things to look nice and smell, smell nice and be cleaned up. So I started by hand picking up all of the bigger pieces of hay on the way out and vacuuming and making everything look good and making sure everything was perfect because that's what was expected of Christmas. But not on that first Christmas. It's not like Mary and Joseph said, oh man, we got shepherds showing up and wise men, man, we better clean up this stable. Or the wise men didn't show up and go, go, man, you guys didn't tidy up at all for us. Because it was to enter into a mess that Jesus entered into our mess. Because the truth is, no matter how much we want to clean up our lives, we're all carrying baggage. We're all carrying messes. It's depression, anxiety, sickness, pain, the loss of a loved one. It's our questions and skepticism about God. It's our feelings of rejection. It's our negativity. It's our arrogance. It's our sickness. It's cancer. It's the hurt that somebody else has placed upon you by their thoughts, their words, and their actions. And, and we carry that mess and that brokenness. And we ask ourselves, am I in the right place? And God tells you this day, yes, you are. Because God has prepared for you today to be here. And he has prepared you to be here this day. So that we who say, you know what, God, my life is a mess. And I have struggles. And I try to make it look good. And I, I try to put on the best face possible. And I try to clean up my life. But God, you know the pain I'm carrying. You know the suffering I'm carrying. You know the struggles I'm carrying. You know the anger I'm harboring in my heart. And God says then there is no other place that you should be today than right here at the manger. Because it's in the manger that you come and see the one who came to be the Savior of your sins. The one who came to be your wonderful counselor, your mighty God, your everlasting father, your prince of peace. So that you might see the one who embodies hope and joy and peace and love and grace. So that you might meet the one who came into this world to give his life so that you might have life and life eternal. And so that he might tell you today, it is time for you to lay down the baggage that you're holding on to. Because I don't hold on to it either paid for it. Lay it down at the manger. Give it up. You don't have to carry it anymore and kneel before the infant king 
the king who will wear a crown of thorns, who will be nailed to a piece of wood, who will give up his life so that you might stand victorious, who shows you the proof of the Father's love, wrapped in swaddling cloths, placed in a messy manger, in a messy world, so that he might take your mess and clean it up. You see, the greatest gifts of Christmas weren't the gold and the frankincense and the myrrh that were laid at the manger, but it was the one who was laid in the manger. The one who was placed in that manger so that we don't have to look for a special Christmas and prepare for a special Christmas because God has already prepared a special, perfect Christmas for you in the one who came into the world to tell you today and every day that when you gather in his presence, you are always in the right place because you're with him. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we look to so many things in this world to help us with our messiness and our brokenness, and we carry so much around with us And yet at Christmas, we are reminded that you are the one who gathers us at the manger. For some of us, that journey has had a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs and struggles and pains. And yet you gather us here at the manger so that we might be in the presence of the one who came into this world and that you might remind us that we are in the right place, the only place where we can find one who carries all of our pains and all of our brokenness and all of our struggles, and he carries it all for us so that we don't have to carry it anymore. So Lord, whatever messes we are carrying in our life, whatever problems and struggles we are holding on to, help us to just let it go at the manger, knowing that we are in the presence of the one who welcomes us with open arms, reminding us, that in your presence, we are always in the right place. In Jesus' name, amen.